Before we get into today's episode, I'm actually not going to ask you to donate or bookmark our Blick affiliate link or contact us about advertising your art-related product or service. We're all struggling right now, uh, but Rebecca and I put a lot of effort into creating valuable content for you every week. And if you enjoy this show and it benefits your life, but you aren't able to donate, then please share the show with other artists. Aside from paying recurring bills, the biggest thing that we would like to be spending money on is growing our listener base and spreading this message to people who need to hear it. So my challenge to everyone listening is to share the show with at least three artists. If you do that, then we can keep growing and help more artists to improve their work and their lives. Thanks again for listening. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about what does validation mean to you? As artists, we love knowing that our work is appreciated by other people, whether that comes to us via exhibits, sales, awards, positive comments on social media, or simply from friends and family who respond to what we do. And even though many artists would say that recognition and validation are secondary to making the work, it can still be hard to stay motivated without some positive input. Today we'll talk about the desire for validation alongside the pure need to create and how they can complement each other in our art practices. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So I think a lot of us can relate to this idea that no matter what, we're going to make our art. You know, we could be completely isolated, but we have that inner drive, that compulsion, that need, and that's why we do it um, and keeps us going, that that inner drive. Um, and yet, um, there's another part of making art that is communication, and we want to know that what we do is received and appreciated and um, that we hear back from people about our work and they like it and they would like to buy it or they want to give us an exhibit or an award or whatever it is. And with an ongoing art career, these these things, these kinds of validations from the outside world come up on a fairly regular basis. We all have our down times and our ebbs and our flows um, during which times that inner drive keeps us going. But we kind of rely on those those um, good things to come along every so often and give us that extra motivation that comes from somebody else saying, I hear you, I see you, I know what you're doing. And we are recording this during COVID. And for many artists, these types of outside recognition and validation are falling off, if not completely gone. Um, galleries are closing or going much slower in their business. Um, uh, things like artist residencies and speaking engagements and art openings and so many of the things that say, hey, you know, we're watching, we're, we're caring about what you do. Those things are gone for now. Um, and so it's, it's a hard time. And I think even though we are used to some ebbs and flows in our career, this is an especially difficult time. It's, it's, a, it's a very uncertain time. When will this stuff come back? When will we get back on track? Um, so 
we're going to talk today about different kinds of recognition and validation, some of which are available to us right now. And those are the more personal kinds, the kinds of things that we can get from reaching out to other people um, and the kind of validation we get from people that are close to us and see us all the time. And also the kinds of recognition um, and what it typically means to us that may be harder to access right now. So I started out by looking up what does validation actually mean? What's the definition? And what I found uh, the definition was recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid and worthwhile. And in terms of art, I guess we could substitute um, our work for the opinion part. It's what we put out in the world. It's what people know of us. And how does that affirmation come about. And I really think it starts from inside of us. We, um, If we don't feel ourselves affirmed within our own feelings and minds, then when we do get recognition and praise and um, other forms of outside um, validation, it's less likely to really take hold. It's the kind of thing that we call imposter syndrome where, you know, you don't quite believe it when somebody's saying, hey, you know, I really like what you're doing. You're kind of, um, okay, well, uh, I don't think it's that great. So I don't really count your opinion. It's a state of mind that a lot of artists are familiar with. It's a struggle sometimes to to feel really good about what you do and believe in it. And we've done a lot of things in the past that on the podcast that have addressed this um, from talking about, you know, this kind of negative self-talk that a lot of us are subjected to in our own brains um, saying, hey, you know, who do you think you are? And is this actually worthwhile what you're doing? Um, And to things like um, to talking about your work, um, self-critique, and lots of episodes about just making good work, which all of those things together can help, you know, solidify our own view as, of ourselves. And then we can be open to uh, other people's comments. And, you know, at the same time, even when you're feeling bad about your own work, the, those kinds of comments can be helpful because you can grasp onto them as little rays of hope, you know. But but I really think that unless you believe in your work and you believe in yourself, that these other things will kind of slide off in time. They won't really take hold. And so that's the starting point. And we're not going to get into that big time right now because, like I said, we've covered that a lot. Uh, but it's um, it's a very it's – it's your baseline. Well, and I think that so much of that um, that kind of imposter syndrome thing comes from the fact that we're too close to our work and we don't necessarily see the progress that that we've made Mm -hmm. um since we're we're inside our own heads about it and we we see it all happening in slow motion right Um, and if you if you go back and look at your earlier work um you know and you see the progress that you've made and you see that your work really has improved um you know I, i think that that is something that other people see that a lot of times we don't see and there's also an aspect, um, at least for me, in terms of financial validation. Um, if uh, I, I, I really need to see money coming in in order to feel like what I'm doing is worth it, mm-hmm. I start to question 
Um, you know, why am I doing this if I if I don't see any money coming in from it? And, uh, you know, a big part of that is just kind of my own, like, financial insecurity and, you know, the fact that I'm trying to get married, I'm trying to buy a house, and I have these kind of bills hanging over my head. Um, and, uh, and it's, um, so if I'm, if I'm doing something and I'm putting a lot of time and energy into it and I'm not seeing the needle move, it gets difficult. Um, and that's just kind of part of being an entrepreneur or an artist is that you have to be able to do these things for a long period of time before you see any kind of financial reward. And you start to just get used to, um, doing things in spite of having maybe kind of a low self-esteem about it yeah um, and you just kind of keep going and um it, you you the the part of what you do that requires validation um starts to become diminished and then when the validation does start coming in um and you start making sales and people start praising you for the work that you're doing um it's it's difficult to accept it and to to view it as genuine and and it leads to this imposter syndrome just because mm-hmm. we've been we've been in the trenches for however many years trying yeah. to make this thing work and yeah it's a strange that those beginning stages are really difficult in, in what you say somehow we keep going somehow we believe that we can do this um, and yet at the same time question it every day you know it's it's a weird long period of time and and some of that persists always I think um, because we do have these ebbs and flows and we have times when nobody's paying any attention to what we do as far as we can tell and um, it's that inner drive for whatever whatever it is that keeps us on track and it's it's a belief um, in yourself and 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 at the same time, if you don't get anything from the outside world saying, "Oh, we believe that too," you know, it's it's a strange right. it's a strange um, place to be operating in, and it's it's what's happening now for a lot of people. Well, you, you talk about it with art being more of a compulsion than anything, and and I think that that's that's what drives entrepreneurs as well, um, and it's this compulsion to create. And it's like when that's f- what is fueling you for so long, you know, mm-hmm. it, the, the, the validation becomes secondary. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you're, you're working for, for however many years just off of this. I have to do this because if I don't do this, I don't know who I am as a person. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that, that basic creative thing is, is true. And, and just like we, you know, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to provide a service or a product, just like an artist, you're trying to give something to the world that is recognized and validated, that the receiving of it and the um, feedback that comes back to you about it is, it can be a goal that is a long ways off, but you still believe it's going to happen. And you you do need it. I feel that um, it's, it's part of it, it. It makes it a whole experience. So when in these times now, uh, when many of us um, are not getting that kind of feedback that we were perhaps accustomed to on some level, and this this can be whether you know you're just not very far along, you're starting out, but you're still getting uh, people interested in what you're doing, maybe on social media or. There's some some kind of conversation going on, um, all the way to people that have some pretty 
um, high-powered careers with exhibits and sales and commissions and awards and all these things, wherever you are along that continuum, it can still feel like a loss now when whatever it was isn't happening as much. And there is this level of um, personal uh, connection with people in your own world, in your own circle, who recognize what you're doing. And I kind of feel like now those connections are more important than ever. Um, and in a way, at least as an artist, it can be easy sort of to discount those because we know that they're not objective people if they're our loved ones or our friends. Um, and they're saying, yes, we love what you do. And part of you thinks, oh, well, you know, you have to say that you're my sister or whatever. Um, right. You're responding to me as a person, not to the work that I'm doing. Exactly. And yet, I I feel like we we need we need that um, support from wherever we can get it now, and so certainly to to pay attention to those things and appreciate them. Uh, I think where where that kind of falls apart is the lack of deeper conversation and feeling, you know, for an artist at least, and I think it's true uh, for any anyone and. Um, as an entrepreneur, you need people to know, to understand what you're doing, you know, to, to get it, to get the ins and outs of it, to get the struggles. Um, those kind of conversations can be really difficult or impossible with somebody who really doesn't get it, who doesn't understand it, um, maybe doesn't care that much. They just want to say, hey, we, we love you. We love what you're doing. But they don't they don't get the nuts and bolts. Um, right. Usually you can tell, though, the difference between somebody who, um, you know, who like there's a lot of people that that love you and appreciate you um, who don't get what you do. And usually they're not going to look at your work and praise your work because they don't know what the what to even say about it. Yeah. Um, So I, I think that we do need to respect what people when people do praise our work, even if they don't quite have the right words to describe what they like about it mm-hmm. i think we do need to appreciate that they they wouldn't be going out of their way to praise you if they didn't think that there was something of value there yeah um, that's a good and point. also as as artists and entrepreneurs and i believe that all artists are entrepreneurs on some level that this is what we do and this is um who we are and and what we're doing is not just selling a product, you know, and that's very obvious to artists and it's not so obvious to a lot of entrepreneurs, but what we're, what we're doing is selling a, a piece of us, a piece of ourselves. And so when people are responding positively to you as a person, um, that's a good thing. That means that, that they're buying into, uh, what, what you represent and, mm-hmm. and into your art. And so yeah. I, I think that that's something that does have value and that we it's it's okay to grab onto that and and yeah be validated by that. And it, um, it, I think most artists would say, yeah, you know, it's really kind of hard to separate out what who I am as an artist from who I am as a a friend, a family member. I mean, it's it's also tied together. So Right. They're all aspects of who we are. And when somebody yeah. wants to validate us on some level, um, it, it, if they are validating our art or what we do in our in our professional lives as well, um, that that does we do need to to allow ourselves to take credit for that, even if it's mm-hmm. coming from people that love us personally, because they they are connected. Well, and and it it leads me to think too about about social media, and I'm sure I've said on this podcast before. Oh well, you know. 
how much can you really, um, you know, say that all the likes and comments really mean anything? It's, it's, it is something that can seem quite superficial, but you know, right now I'm thinking, uh, no, it it is important. I mean, we can diss social media as being superficial, um, but the fact that somebody takes a look at your painting on Facebook and puts a like or a comment is meaningful. And I think, um, especially now, especially when we can do that for each other, um, you know, we're, we're a lot of people are kind of starved for having some feedback and having some recognition. And so uh, more than ever, I think that what we can give to each other on a personal level or a social media level is important and appreciated. And when you're on social media, sometimes now and then do more than say a like or, you know, cool or beautiful or whatever, but say something specific. Um, I try to do this periodically when I have a thought and I see somebody's artwork I try to say something a little bit deeper for artists to have somewhat of a deeper response, maybe sometimes some deeper conversation with art friends. These are some of the things that we need um, in terms of validation and recognition, because it means that somebody's actually really looking um, a little bit harder, a little bit deeper. So these are forms of personal validation and um, things we can do for each other. But I want to spend some time, too, with this kind of this outside world, this impersonal, this um, the kind of validation that, you know, has fallen off but will come back and what many of us are missing right now. And this would be things like uh, gallery contacts, sales, um, commissions, awards, and they, they are certainly still going on right now, but they things have slowed down for sure. and. A lot of artists that I talk to and friends feel that this is a time of kind of working in a vacuum. You know, um, many of us are still producing a lot of work and and kind of knowing that there's really nowhere to put it, nothing to do with it. It's piling up, um, trying to maintain some optimism that all this stuff is going to come back. Uh, but it, it's a strange time. Um right. Right. And 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 those what those outside forms mean, I kind of use the word impersonal or objective. This is the form of validation and recognition that says, I know nothing about you. You're not my friend. You're not my family member. We're not friends on Facebook, whatever it is. But I see your work um, from a different perspective. And I see something in it. And I like it. Um, I'm responding to it. Well, and when somebody is responding to just your work and not not to you as a person, it is a different kind of validation. And and especially those sales are are such an emotional um, validation. Um, and it, when somebody who doesn't know you reaches into their pocket and is willing to spend money on something that you do, um, it's. Uh, it's it's incredibly meaningful on a on a different level than than when people who love us respond to our work. There's something very very motivating about it. Very oh absolutely conf- confidence building. Um, because you see yourself as a player in the larger world that way. Um, 
and it it kind of reminds me of a, a question that I have used in some of my more advanced workshops. So sometimes um, we have a a discussion in which people, the students in the group, just pull a question that I write out of a bag or something. They don't know what it is ahead of time, then they have to answer it. And they tend to be questions about process or about personal experience and that sort of thing. It's kind of an icebreaker. So there's a question that I've used a lot, and I don't think it's one I came up with with by myself. I think it's something I got from another person. But the question is, um, when did you consider yourself, when did you first consider yourself to be an artist? And um, it's an interesting question because for a lot of people, the moment when they consider themselves to be an artist is a moment of outside validation. Um, there are lots of people, too, that have always thought of themselves as artists, and they have that inner sense of themselves as an artist. And maybe the question really is about, um, you know, at what point did you receive this validation and you were open to receiving it and it became important to you? Um, your first big sale, your first exhibit, your and it's different for different people. It might be something rather small for somebody. It might somebody else might need you know to have a solo show in a big city to feel validated as an artist. Um, so there's no right answer to it, of course. It's just personal experience, right? Um, and it seems to me this is almost kind of a chicken and egg thing. Which came first, the validation or the identity? Mm -hmm. um, to me, I would say you you have to have that identity in order to receive the validation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who said that becoming a comedian is like becoming a pirate. You just say that you're a comedian and then you're a comedian and you go do comedian <laughs> things. And it's the same kind of thing for, for artists and for entrepreneurs. And uh, it's um, you, you say that this is what you are and then that becomes your identity and then you receive validation for it and you're able to accept that validation because that's who you are. But, you know, saying you're a comedian but not getting any laughs you know? Right. They need the laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so it's, it, it is, right. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a situation you enter into where you're getting positive feedback and you becoming more and more confident and if affirmed of your identity as an artist. And it, it works together because as you gain right. that confidence, um, you probably spend more time at it. You're more open to ideas and, and, and on and on. I think that that aspect of identity is just so important, though. And it's it's become something that for me is is very difficult. Um, I, I, I think that identifying as an entrepreneur is is a, a big part of um, what helps me to move forward in in my businesses. Yeah. And right now, um, I've been working a whole lot of overtime in my, my night job as a bartender. And there's this whole I idea that you're the amalgamation of the people that you spend the most time with, the, the maybe the five people or the half dozen people that you spend the most time with. Mm. And, and for me right now, all those people are bartenders. And you know, I'm bartending maybe 50 hours a week or something right now. Yeah. And it's it's very hard to retain that sense of identity that I'm not a bartender, I'm an entrepreneur. And um, I, I know that a lot of artists struggle with, with this same thing because they're working other jobs, they got to pay bills somehow. And to yeah. not identify as the thing that pays your bills that you do 50 hours a week, you know, is, is very difficult. I think that uh, point about who you're spending your time with 
forming, helping to form your identity is really important at this particular time. Maybe it's hard to see other artists or other entrepreneurs personally. It it really cuts down on that feeling of being part of a community of these people who are like you, get you, understand you, support you. Um, those avenues are pretty limited. Um, right. My my advice normally during normal times would be, uh, you know, try to get a group of, of artists together and make sure that you spend a day with them every week or, at, you know, a few hours or something. And yeah. I think that there's something incredibly valuable, even if you're just, you know, meeting up at the bar and having a few beers and, and relating what you've been working on for the week and holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is very difficult to achieve um, without that personal interaction. We do have a lot of resources available to us on the internet, but because of COVID being limited to those and not having that personal interaction, um, yeah. which I, th- I think is, is something that really can't be replaced adequately. I, I, we can, we can substitute some of these, these digital interactions for personal interactions, but they, they don't really completely fill that void. And it's, it's a very difficult thing to deal with right now. It is. There's a certain loneliness, even if we have Zoom calls and we do these other things, they they always feel a bit artificial and they always feel a bit strange um, and, and full of glitches and whatnot. And um, it's, it's a struggle now. Um, and it's, it's, it's so tight. I think recognizing that this is, this is what it is now, the special circumstances, um, trying to avoid feeling down on yourself if you're not getting the kind of validation, recognition, interaction that you're used to, uh, you can sort of slide into that feeling of, oh, I should be doing more. I should I should make this happen somehow. And many people are struggling with this. And many people are coming up with good ideas and they're pursuing it um, online, which is pretty much what we have open to us now. Right. And there are still opportunities available for people. There are. There definitely are. And and I think to me, it's encouraging when I see on Facebook or wherever it is, I see people saying, well, I sold this painting or I got this commission. To me, that's that's quite uplifting because it says this stuff is still happening. Uh, it's not as frequent. And it's a bigger deal when it does. People are really thrilled to sell a work, you know, a painting or, or get some opportunity right now. Uh, you really appreciate it a lot. And I think it's fine to share those things because it gives hope. Um, at the same time, um, you know, people can beat themselves up for feeling like they're not doing enough to make that happen for themselves. Right. And yet it's a difficult time. So, um, well, and there's a lot of people who feel discouraged when they see other people achieving and mm-hmm. they feel like they're not having that level of success. And I, I think that that's something that we all personally need to work on, yeah. where when we see other people having successes, that doesn't detract from us. No. You know, we need to be happy for those people who are managing to make it work. And we need to view that, like you say, as motivation and as encouragement that we we can do it as well. Well, it's it's so hopeful to know that people um, still are 
buying art and people still right. are having some forms of, of exhibits and so on. Um, it's like you clinging to that little thread of, yes, it's still happening out there. <laughs> That's a really good feeling. Yeah. And if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I guess what I would say right now in this time when, when a lot of people are feeling this void, um, I feel like there's a few things you can do to make yourself stay motivated, to feel connected. Um, we mentioned trying to connect with other people in your field, um, however that is. And, and maybe it's up to you to reach out to somebody else and say, let's, let's do a Zoom. Let's, let's have some kind of distance interaction. Um, because we both need it. And I think that's a big thing is that we're all feeling this way. Uh, Almost anyone, I think, that you would reach out to now that you knew in some way would, would at least be open to an email exchange or something because people are just, you know, uh, I think acknowledging the need for that and the need for that connection. Um, I think it's also important to connect with, with your own progress, your own self. As you mentioned early on, looking back over what you've done in the past, realizing you get through a lot of tough times and, and ebbs and flows, connecting even with actual sketchbooks or old work that you may have around um, and and just kind of understanding that when you started out, um, you were working in that place <laughs> where you didn't have much outside validation. You had that energy and drive from from that time, in that time when you weren't necessarily getting recognized for anything can you reconnect with that can you can you reconnect with that energy where you you know you were kind of unconcerned with that outside world um that's where we're at right now in a lot of ways so that's a kind of um you know maybe contemplative idea to to revisit that that time in your life right um, we have as humans we have this constant need for growth and for affirmation and validation um and it, it, your your baseline right now is different from where it was likely five or ten years ago. Mm -hmm. And if you look back and you see what you all, the progress that you've made over the last ten years, for most of us, it's going to be um, it, it's we, we've come a long way in the last decade. Yeah. And uh, I, it's I, I think that viewing your own personal history from that that wider objective lens it can be so difficult when you're in the middle of of a difficult time to view things from that outside perspective but oftentimes those difficult times shape us in ways and drive us in directions that have incredibly positive outcomes yeah and if we if we stay focused on the opportunities that are available to us then mm -hmm. i think that we'll we will all see dividends from that in the future and we have to have a certain amount of faith in in that whole process of creative destruction in our own lives. And that can be so, so difficult when you're mm -hmm. in the moment of it. But it's something that and that you cannot see from a wider angle, from mm -hmm. a wider objective, um, except by looking back on your past struggles and what you've come through to get to where you are now. Right. And, and knowing that what's kept you going, you still have. You know, you've always had that urge, that need, and um, that's what's gotten you through the, the heart of times and will get you through now. Um, another way to, 
I guess, put some perspective on it is to see yourself as part of an art community, as part of the art world at large. That's one of the things that validation um, opportunities, et cetera, connect us with. Somebody saying, I'm curating a show and your work would fit in here or whatever it is. Um, what can you do to feel connected to a larger community? That can be something like a Facebook group or whatever, but it could be bigger too. It could be, how do you, what's, what is your place in the context of, of art movements? Um, and this can take some research to gain this perspective, but I think it's a good one. Um, and not something a lot of people think about a lot, I don't think, is, okay, let's say you paint in an expressionistic way. Um, how how do you see yourself in relation to, say, abstract expressionism? Or you, you paint figuratively. How do you see yourself in relation to a figurative movement like the Bay Area figurative painters or whatever it is? And it, it may seem a bit inflated if you say, well, you know, I'm not that advanced. These are all famous people that were in these movements. Um, they were in those movements in the moment. I mean, it's it's the perspective of history that says, oh, they were special. Uh, and I just think that putting yourself somehow in relationship to other artists in these bigger movements can help you stay connected and feel connected, um, less isolated, less operating in the dark. Um, and it's it's a nice way to spend your time. You know, you can watch documentaries, read books, and kind of establish that identity, which um, helps that basic identity we were talking about of yourself as an artist. So that's a little bit convoluted, but it can be a time for for research, for contemplation, for trying to see how, how you're fitting in, um, which can feel good when you're feeling isolated. Um, and another thing I just wanted to mention is kind of a practical tip, if if you've ever considered um, having a mentor, doing a formal mentorship with somebody, this is a really good time for that too, because a good mentor not only provides, you know, constructive criticism or provide direction, et cetera, but they will also see you. They will get you. They will try to understand you in a supportive way. Um, and that that relationship can help you right now. I, th I would think a lot to have somebody who's paying attention, somebody you're uh, reporting back to and saying, yeah, I tried this and that, and here's what I did. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, that's very supportive. So finding a right, the right mentor who would do that with you personally could be really valuable right now. Um, so other than, I mean, those are just a few tips I can see to kind of stay grounded in your work and um, get through this time when you're not getting much support from the outside, you kind of have to prop your own self up a bit more maybe these days. <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Hmm. I think we have to hope that everything's going to get back on track. Um, it may be a different world when we emerge and there may be a lot of adjustments we have to make, but um there will be ways that people will, again, start to tell us we're important, we're good, and um, that what we do is meaningful. Uh, and whatever system that is, when we get going again, um, I think it will, that's such a basic need that we have as artists and that people that appreciate art have, that it will come back into play. And that 
maybe for now we we can lean more on these kind of personal forms of validation or recognition uh, more than we normally do and um, just uh, find whatever ways we can to feel supported. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and www.squeegeepress.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.